This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Our Breakfast with Ben's Letters from Camp podcast from St. Vincent College brought to you by Bella Construction, a five-star North Huntington-based locally owned and operated roofing, siding, and window contractor, proudly serving the community and its homes for over 20 years. Bella will beat any competitor's quote plus $250 off of it. Please visit mybellaroof.com or you can call them at 724-515-5163. That's 724-515-5163 for Bella Construction. Another Bella Construction Letters from Camp podcast from St. Vincent College in Latrobe. Tim Benz with you. Actually, technically not from St. Vincent today. I was at St. Vincent today for the latest Pittsburgh Steelers practice as the 2023 training camp rolls on from Unity Township. However, uh, back for the night, back for a day before practices resume on Tuesday. As always, brought to you by Bella Construction a locally owned and operated roofing, siding, and window company that will beat any local competitor's quote plus $250. Visit MyBellaRoof.com to schedule your quote today. And I thought today would be a good day to focus on the left tackle position because that's getting a lot of attention, and rightfully so. Last year at this time, all we were doing was focusing on the quarterbacks. Every throw, every snap, with what group Mason Rudolph was throwing, with what group Kenny Pickett was throwing. How is Mitch Trubisky looking versus Rudolph versus Pickett? You remember how it was a year ago. It felt a lot like that 2010 camp when we knew Ben Roethlisberger was going to be suspended for the first four games. We were counting every rep and every snap that Byron Leftwich was taking, that Ben was taking, that Dennis Dixon was taking. Felt the same way last year. Well, now it's not about the quarterbacks. Now it's about the left tackles. Not not as sexy, but very much important for the Steelers. Important enough that they felt the need to take a tackle with their first pick in the first round. Broderick Jones, in fact, they traded up to get him. So that would indicate to you that they felt strongly enough about the need at that position that they would be inclined to start Jones. I mean, after all, at that time, Christian Gonzalez was on the board still. They need help at cornerback. They liked Joey Porter Jr. more than most at cornerback. He was still there. They rolled the dice that he'd be available at pick 32 when they rolled around on the board again. Luckily enough for them, that was the case, but they bypassed him once. There were receivers aplenty. Uh, They were looking for depth at the wide receiver position, but they decided that the appeal of getting Broderick Jones was great enough with Chooks four on the other side still with time remaining on his contract that they wanted to get him so my guess is the plan on draft night wasn't to incubate Jones yet everything we had heard going into draft night and even more so after the draft was that they were optimistic about what Daniel Moore could be 
they were optimistic about a higher ceiling potentially for him than what we had seen in his first two years coming out of Texas A&M when, you know, give him credit, no one thought he would be thrust into a starting position, and yet he's already got over 30 starts under his belt in just two seasons as a pro, as what, a fourth-round pick that, again, was kind of looked at as a developmental, mid-tier, potentially a swing guy that might dress on game days, kind of a Chris Hubbard type of guy, if you will, but he's still getting first-team reps. They're still looking at him right now as the starter, and that's a compliment to Moore and everything he's done to, by many accounts, reinvent himself. He's better technically. He's undergone a body transformation, so there's a lot to like about what Moore has done, including mentoring Broderick Jones, who's his main competition for his own job. Again, give him credit for that, but I have to be dubious of some of that praise insofar as if it was all 100% sincere and they knew the foundation of Moore getting better existed even before they saw him again in spring practices, well, why they go out and get Jones then if there's no rush to move on Chooks for on the other side and Moore's on his rookie deal as well? I mean, I still think that they feel that Broderick Jones is the much better player and could be the better player this year. You expect your first-rounder to contribute this year, and that's tough to do if he's hammered behind two other guys at the offensive tackle position. In other words, I tend to think that if it's a 50-50 kind of thing by the end of training camp, it isn't. It's going to be Dan Moore because they're going to rely on his experience, especially with those three pass rushers that they're going to face to start the season in Nick Bosa from San Francisco, Miles Garrett from Cleveland, against whom Moore has played well uh, in his first couple of outings when he's had the opportunity. And, and then in the third game, they get Max Crosby on the road in Las Vegas against the Raiders. So with all that being said, just knowing how the Steelers operate, my hunch is if they come out of this deal in the preseason and they think that Jones and Moore are basically... 1 and 1A, it's going to be Dan Moore's 1 and Jones is 1A. I just don't see them going to the rookie in that situation. Then, if Moore struggles in those first three games, it's all the easier to put Jones in in week four on the road against the Houston Texans team that shouldn't be all that good. However, what do you do if Dan Moore is really good in those first three games against those three standout pass rushers? Boy, it's going to be hard to put Jones in at that point, isn't it? And now you are just incubating him until injury may necessitate him getting in there. And it could. You know, tackle is a dangerous position. That depth of that position gets tested all the time. So at the very least, if Jones does supplant more, you've got a guy, a backup swing guy and more, who likely can give you more than you ever had a right to expect when you took him out of Texas A&M in the first place. But let's hear from Moore himself. He spoke with me during lunchtime interviews at St. Vincent College on Thursday. We talked about all these topics here on the Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network, brought to you by Bella Construction. What does it mean to you that the team did draft a first-round tackle, but they are giving you the shot out of the gate to maintain your role as the starter? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, it's a business. Things happen, but all I can do is control what I can control. They're giving me an opportunity. I'm just going to have to make the best of it. Pat Meyer said he's seen tackles come through, worked with offensive linemen over the years, but 
hasn't seen one that's improved as much in the amount of time that you've had to improve as much as you have. Mm-hmm. Where do you think you've improved the most, and what did you do to earn a compliment like that from your position coach? Um, truthfully, I think uh, it's just a matter of time. Um, matter of time and just the mindset, the work ethic. Um, I think I put in a lot of work, and I, I think, honestly, just building confidence, and like I said, time and repetition, um, it, it's just starting to show now. What were the points of your game that you noticed that needed the most work, and how did you get over the hump in those areas? Um, just being grounded with my feet and pass pro um, that helped, helped me better in anchor, um, try to move people off the ball in run game. Is it about the confidence that leads to the aggressiveness in the run game when you feel like you're established enough now that you can move someone off the spot? How much does that help you? Um, definitely. I think it's, it's more so the will, but also, like you said, the confidence um, and just, just playing fast, man. That, and that comes with time, repetition, and just experience. When you look at the scope of the offense right now and the room for growth that's there after the platform that you guys gave yourself following the bye, what level of explosiveness can this offense get to after building that foundation in those last nine games? Yeah, I think, man, I think we have a, a world of upside, honestly. Um, if we just start fast, how we finished the season off last year, I think we have a really high ceiling. I know that the defensive guys coming into camp are talking about how one of their goals is to help bring bring along some of the young guys, challenge you guys, give you guys good looks in training camp. How much can the offense help the defense, especially from the standpoint of playing with the lead more often this year? How much can you help them in that context? Um, I think we're, we're going to try to emphasize just making bigger plays um, and scoring more in the red zone um, to help those guys out. You know, it's, it's not just their job to help us, but we got to do the same as well. So we're definitely going to try to hold up our end of the seat. So what's it going to be like with all of us focusing on the left tackle, snap in, snap out? You had three quarterbacks for everybody. That's all they were looking at last year. Now we're all going to be looking at the left tackle whole time. How's that going to be for you and Broderick, do you think? I mean, man, I feel like tackles are always on the island. Eyes are always on us. We always have usually the the toughest guy on the defensive line, usually that, that's going up against us week to week. So, I mean, I, I feel like that pressure has always been there. I don't think it'll be any different now. How are you guys with each other, you know, as far as kind of talking about that, acknowledging that, that all eyes are going to be on you? I mean, we don't really talk about it much. I mean, we, we just kind of focus our time on bonding. Um, I've kind of taken them under my wing and, you know, try to show them around the ropes and uh, just help them learn the playbook a little bit. Because I, I know what I, I know what it was like being that that young guy coming in, not really knowing too much, not really knowing my grasp of the offense or just my role in it. Um, so just just trying to help him and, and be what I kind of didn't have coming in. Who helped you the most? Uh, man, I'd probably say Zach Banner did. Zach did, yeah. Yeah, I say Zach Banner did. So you also know then the steps to take the balance beam to walk between trying to help the young guy along but still competing for your own gig, right? I mean, it, it's a, it's definitely a fine line, but you can't really think about it like that. All you can do is, like I said, control what you can control and, and just, just help them out as much as you can. I mean, you, you can't really have that it's a competition mindset. It is, um, but when it comes down to helping, you can't. You got to be selfish. You can't be selfish about it. And finally, um, I imagine whoever's the left tackle – both sides of the offensive line has looked at those first three games. You got a challenge right off the hop, right? Everybody's got to be on their P's and Q's along the offensive line with those pass rushers you're going to see in the first three weeks. No, definitely. Um, definitely got some guys coming up, but right now we'll focus on now getting through training camp, getting better, and when the time comes, that's what we'll focus on. All right, so my thanks to Dan Moore still to come. 
uh, interviews with the likes of Mike Sullivan, the quarterback's coach for the Steelers, talking about getting that room back together again. Uh, Braden Fajoko, the recently signed defensive lineman this offseason who came to Pittsburgh from the Chargers. He's a fun guy, really good, engaging guy to speak with. Good interview. Glad he's here. Uh, he's going to be a media go-to guy as the season rolls along. That's for sure. I can guarantee you that. Uh, also going to hear from Mitch Trubisky about the dynamics of that quarterback room and many others as well. Uh, Terrell Austin, defensive coordinator, should be a guest of ours in the near future too. A lot to talk about with him. Uh, so that's all to come as we continue with our Bella Construction podcast here at Trib Live.